0: Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference.
1: Today we're going to be in John chapter 4, verses 16-26. through 26. In the previous devotion, we talked about Jesus' conversation with this Samaritan woman at Jacob's well in Samaria, which is where Jesus had to pass through to get to where he was going. And he has just introduced her to the concept of living water. He asked her for a physical drink of water, which led to the conversation turning into something about living water. The woman finished that passage in verse 15 by saying, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. After she said that, starting in today's text, verse 16, Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. So let's stop there a second. This is really remarkable, and it shows us some things about Jesus. For one, Jesus is omniscient. He knows things about this woman that this woman has no idea he knows. He knew that she didn't have a husband, but he asked her to go get her husband anyway, and you can assume the reason he did that was so that this conversation would open up and unfold the way that it has. Like I said in how the previous text ended, with the woman asking Jesus for some of the living water that he referred to, Jesus is taking this conversation down the road that will ultimately lead to this woman receiving the living water. Now here's the thing, we don't know anything about her previous husbands, whether they died or whether she she was divorced from them. But we do know that if she's with a guy in the way that scripture indicates she's with him, that she is committing sin. She's in a sexual relationship with somebody who is not her husband. And Jesus just gently broaches this subject and just kind of lays it open for the two of them to discuss. He doesn't condemn her. He doesn't come at her harshly. He just broaches the subject in a gentle way to let her know, hey, I, I know this about you. And I think it's good for us to be reminded that Jesus knows this about us as well. It's not like the sin that we're guilty of is hidden from him. He knows. And despite the fact that he knows even the most egregious ways that we have sinned, he still wants a relationship with us. He still wants to communicate with us. He still wants to be in fellowship with us. This is the heart of Christ. Verse 19, the woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Kind of like, if you know this stuff about me, then there must be something supernatural going on with you. She continues, verse 20, "Her fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. You remember, this is a Samaritan woman. Samaritans had kind of a mixed bag of Judaism and Gentile beliefs. They had their own version of the Pentateuch. They had their own temple on Mount Gerizim. They were intermarried descendants of the northern kingdom of Israel with Gentiles. And all of this is the root of the hostility between Jews and Gentiles. And she's acknowledging that she understands Jesus is a Jew and that Jews believe that you have to go to the temple to worship in Jerusalem. Verse 21 Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in In Jerusalem, will you worship the Father? You worship what you do not know. He's referring to Samaritans. Then he says, we worship what we know. He's talking about Jews himself. For salvation is from the Jews. And when he says salvation is from the Jews, he just means that what we've said over and over in the Daily Dose Devotion, as we've been through the Bible overview, God put his redemptive plan for the world in motion through the Jewish people, through a promise to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all their descendants, the law, the prophets, which culminated in Jesus' Jesus Christ coming to the earth having been born into a Jewish family into the Jewish people and salvation which ultimately comes through the perfect life and sacrificial death of Jesus Christ is certainly from the Jews however it's not just for the Jews and this conversation with this Samaritan woman is another indicator of that verse 23 Jesus continues but the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth for the father is seeking such people to worship him God is Spirit, and those who worship him must worship in Spirit and in truth. So Jesus is saying some pretty significant stuff here. He's saying the day is going to come where you don't have to worship on this mountain, or you don't have to go to Jerusalem to the temple to worship, but you can worship in Spirit because people who trust in Jesus Christ are going to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and so those people themselves will be a sort of temple, the dwelling place of God, specifically the dwelling place of his Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. See, one of the big changes between the Old and New Covenant is the dwelling place of God. It's no longer in the Holy of Holies, in the temple, accessible only through these sacrifices and rituals that only happen once in a while, but the dwelling place of God is going to be among people, within people, who believe in Jesus Christ, which is true today in the age that we live in now. The woman must be perplexed by all this, but she's following along enough to put together a coherent sentence right now in verse 25. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ, and when he comes, he will tell us all things. So again, again, this is a Samaritan woman, a Gentile. She's not a pure Jew, but she seems to believe in or understand much of what the Jewish people would say. They believe that there is going to be a Messiah. He is going to come. And when he comes, he's going to tell us all things. Then finally, to wrap this up, verse 26, Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Wow, that's awesome. The reason this guy who was talking to her at the well knew so much about her isn't because he was just merely a prophet. It's because he was the Messiah himself. By the way, one of the things we haven't mentioned is, the fact that she was drawing water at noon, about the sixth hour is what the text told us. Some scholars have speculated that the reason she might be there at noon in the heat of the day, which would have been the last time you would want to go draw water, is because she might have been a scandalous woman who, because of her five husbands and the fact that she was living with and having sex with a guy who wasn't her husband, may have become a talk of the town. And so to avoid having to interact with all those people who look down on her, talk about her behind her back, or maybe even say things to her, to her face, instead of coming to get water, in the cool of the day like the rest of them did. She came at high noon. But as providence would have it, the Messiah had to pass through Samaria and be at Jacob's well at that exact time. And here we see him fulfilling her request to give her the living water that he referred to earlier, which in doing so, by the way, requires Jesus to bring up her sin. But to do so in a gentle way that will ultimately lead her to faith in him so her sin can be forgiven. Friends, are you tracking with me here? It's exactly how he operates with us, and we ought to take cues from it in how we interact with others who need living water as well. Come back for more from this amazing account. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day.
0: This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders radio and internet ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify podcasts, or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, prayerfully consider supporting our ministry at ChristianCrusaders.org where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast airing on station around the world since 1936 and where you can listen to our conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com.